0: This is uh, episode seven of my podcast, I do believe. I have a new audio setup. Hopefully, everything is cleaner and sounds uh, much more professional than it did on the previous one. Today, I have with me Mr. Daniel L. Bamberg. Um, he has directed several projects. He has an upcoming film, uh, feature film, coming in in the fall called Survivor Girls. And uh, I'll go ahead and let him start talking about that. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? Great, Bill. How are you doing? Man? I'm doing fine. So, tell me a little bit about Survivor Girls
1: girls is a uh, is a horror comedy and I, I say that with uh, with a little bit of a wink in the nose because I think people have a certain expectation for what a horror comedy is this isn't sort of your are showing the dead uh, or evil dead or army of darkness you know style horror comedy but it's uh, it's certainly a dark comedy with with some pretty ridiculous moments in it but it's a horror comedy it's uh, stars seven uh, leading actresses um, and uh, it's basically uh, it's going to be a fun, fun film, and it's um, basically uh, taking all the horror tropes of how horror typically treats women and flipping some of that on its head. And so it should be. It should. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of subverting expectations for the sake of subverting expectations, but it should subvert a lot of expectations.
0: Okay. So, do you mind going into a little bit about how this project got off the ground?
1: Yeah, uh, so I was just trying to um, come up with something to sort of throw myself into this year Um, and uh, this was around January when I I just started pouring through um, various scripts I had written and and, and ideas I had and I came across Survivor Girl which was a short film concept I had and that I completed and um, I, I was really looking different, something that wasn't in my head. I had a lot of things, you know, that have been in my head or, or on paper for a long time, and I wanted something completely different, it felt fresh to me. And uh, I basically asked myself what I can make that would excite me uh, from a fresh standpoint, and I started performers I'd worked with before, uh, specifically Nicola. I mean, Nicole Crew, Paula Saunders. Uh, Amanda Strickland and Rachel Marshall uh, and I wanted to find something to put them all in the same film in the same scenes because they're amazing performers and uh, I basically decided to take the Survivor Girl script uh, change it and um, expand upon it and, uh, and make, kind of do a Seven Samurai thing where there's, a, there's seven you know main characters um, and that's that's how it came about
0: okay um so you mentioned that normally you don't subvert um, concepts for the sake of subverting them. What, what made you decide to do something that is flipping the trope of, of women in horror films on its head?
1: Well, multiple things. Uh, it, it really didn't happen. Like, I didn't set out to do that when I started writing. I got to a point, you know, I'm an organic writer. I think most writers are organic uh, at their best. And, you know, I'm an organic writer. I, I typically I'll you know, have an idea and I'm a, I'll start writing and things will start progressing organically. And then the rules sort of are established as I write. And then of course I'll go back if i you know, if that sort of happens at an uncomfortable place where it doesn't flow with the rest of the script, I'll go back and I'll change what I've written before to, to fit that. Um, and one of the things, uh, I guess I could talk about this it doesn't really give a whole a lot of plot away. Uh, in the original Survivor Girl short script, uh, Allison, who arguably is probably the main character, she gets up in, in front of uh, this group therapy session and, and says, you know, I'm, I'm not a victim, I'm a survivor, uh, which is sort of, you know, we, it's established that that's sort of the, what this group therapy does. Every time one of them speaks, that's what they say, and she kind of mocks it. And uh, there was something about that that I was like, you know, this really needs to be the mantra of the film. It needs to be that. That needs to be the concept. And so I set that rule. rule and as other things progressed, I kept, I kept reminding myself of things that I've heard many, many female horror fans say in the last several years. While they love horror and they appreciate horror, uh, there's certain ways that they, that women are projected in horror that they haven't appreciated. And so. I thought, well, if I'm going to do something that's female-centric, let me see if I can work this against the tropes uh, and, and see if it still works. And I wasn't confident it would. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be capable of that. And, but when I finished it, I realized that yes, you can clearly write horror against the tropes if you, uh, if you're not doing sort of the wink and nod at the audience thing, I mean, I, you know, breaking the fourth wall or anything like that. And uh, I think I think I pulled it off pretty well.
0: Okay. So, moving on to, to our next topic of discussion, then. Um, I hear that there's a, a screenplay you've been sitting on for a while that's like your dream project. Uh, what can you tell me about that? Confessions of a
1: Grave Robber. So, um, it's not... To say it's my dream project is a little... It's not really... Uh, I, I think I have bigger and better things, that, you know, in my in my uh, repertoire. Um, but Confessions of a Grave Robber is just that film, it was actually the first feature length script that I, that I wrote. And, uh, now, granted it is under taken, uh, at least 12 revisions since then. It's been written for uh, almost 18 years now. Um, and, uh, it's just the thing uh, It's something I got obsessed with. And and it was what I wanted to start my quote unquote career with was that was going to be my first film. And so many things have happened that have kept that from happening. And, um, so it's more, it's, it, it's uh, don't get me wrong, I'm very proud of the story, very proud of the script, and if I ever get it done, I'm going to be proud of the final product because that's sort of my goal is to get that film done. Um, but it's uh, it, it, it's more of an obsession to get it done because it has been uh, on my back for, you know, 18 years now, and and, and now I just want to get it. Oddly enough, I think now it's more relevant than it was when it was initially conceived. Um, so I, I do think there's an audience for it, but there's just been multiple, um, sort of obstacles that have, have come in front of it, keeping it from, from
0: happening. Okay. Do you want to do a brief synopsis of what the, the plot of, of, uh, Grave Robber is, or do you want to just save that until you're actually working on it?
1: Oh, no, sure. That, yeah. Uh, so Confessions of a Grave Robber is, um, basically an unknown, um, or an unnamed man walks into a police station, small town police station, in the middle of the night, confessing to um, a seven-year string of grave robberies that have plagued the town for uh, a number of times and have, got, have gone, gone completely unsolved. Uh, and he agrees to give away uh, his identification and other information in exchange for the two officers that are in the uh, police station listening to his full confession, which is essentially begins a story where he sort of flashbacks to, um, all of these, you know, all of his, basically his, his story and, uh, some dark town secrets are revealed and he may or may not be sort of indicting the town in his profession, which is, puts the police officers in a very, uh, precarious position. Hm,
0: mm, Okay. Sounds kind of like a, uh, uh, almost like a Twilight Zone plot.
1: was uh, the closest inspirations I could say. It's definitely a its own feel to it but uh, when I first conceived it and again it's, it's undertaken so many different, uh, it, it's definitely um, evolved since the, the beginning stages but um, uh, there was a, a movie Seven and um, The Usual Suspects and um, there was a film called Under Suspicion with Morgan Freeman and um, morgan freeman and uh gene hackman was that that inspired it a little bit and also frailty so it's sort of a like it's not like any of those
0: but there's sort of those were the influences for sort of how i constructed the film on the screenplay gotcha all right um so i'm going to shift gears a little bit away from the the high concept part of of filmmaking i'm interested in finding out about you know you and bill swikert's working relationship because i think you guys have worked together before Okay, Bill. Bill was one of the first uh, podcast guests that I had, if not the first. So I'm, I'm just referring back to him because I've, I've had him on here before. I'm, I'm curious about you know, any info you'd like to share about that.
1: Yeah, Bill is. Uh, I met him on a, a, a set of a film that neither one of us, neither Bill nor I, like to talk about. But uh, he <laughs> um, he was the DP on that. I was uh, basically a PA. Uh, but I noticed uh, immediately. How efficient he was! He was very, very talented. He was good at lighting, and basically, with this film, he was uh, he was gaffer slash DP slash camera off slash basically the entire camera department and in Grip and Griffin Electric. Uh, but he, um, I, I, I was impressed by how he was able to get a beautiful shot, interpret the director's vision, and also. Do it quickly and efficiently because that's something, and I'm, I hope no other DP that I worked with is, you know, takes this offensively. But one of the things is there's a lot of great DPs out there that aren't efficient. They're good at what they do. They'll give you a beautiful picture, but six hours later, you're like, you know, why do we like this, you know, this pencil on the table for four and a half hours, and then an hour and a half, you know, to, to set the shot up. Bill will give you that same look and do it in. Thirty minutes, and that's one of the things I've been most impressed with. And he's a fantastic personality too. He understands film. Uh, he's a he has a uh, he has a background in engineering, which helps out a lot with with construction, discussing you know shots and things like that with Bill. Uh, I just I found I find him to be the best uh, the best DP out there. And uh, again, that's not a shot of any other DP that I've worked with or any DP I haven't worked with. But it's just to say that Bill, I, I, the process of working with Bill is so much easier. I've been on. I think I'm. I think when we get to Survivor Girls, it'll be the eighth or ninth set I've worked with him on, and this will be the third time I've worked with him where I've been above the line, and Bill's been director of photography. So uh, I'm very used to his, you know, his process, and uh, and he's used to mine, and which is basically hours of discussion where I'm talking circles, and he, you know
0: makes me get to the point eventually. Okay. Um also on a similar topic, uh, do you do you want to talk about this milk bath thing or is that that too uh not uh, that's a that's a, <laughs> that's a
1: crew uh, that's a crew kind of inside joke. You'll be you'll be okay. made familiar
0: with it. Uh right. Robber Girls. Uh, I'll, no, I don't wanna gotcha. share that All right. with, uh, we'll, with, we'll we'll, with we'll talk about true. it on set then. Uh off the record. I'm sorry. I said we'll talk about it off the record then. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah. So going into Survivor Girls, what, um, what what's what's pre-production uh, like f- so far? Um, have you have you gotten to a point where you you know you've got pretty much everyone cast? You've got the the script. Crew is is for the most part already staffed up. But I mean, like, what what is the current status of pre-production? I know you're coming back through Alabama over the next week. Yeah, I'm
1: coming down for Alabama, to Alabama this week for a couple of meetings with uh, the executive producer and uh, with one of the, the other producers as well as uh, the, the first AD. And then we're going to, there's going to be some location scouting and uh, things of that nature. We haven't locked our locations down. And it, it not, that's not a bad thing. The reason we haven't locked locations down is because we're constantly getting uh, other offers for locations. And uh, so we're going to have to make a decision soon, but we have a lot of uh, possibilities, a lot of good possibilities. Uh, so far, pre-production has been great. Um, we're really getting into the thick of it now. This is where it really gets busy when you start uh, putting you know, putting things more on paper and, and, and getting things more official. But uh, it's been so far so good. Uh, uh, Tabitha Boyd has been basically behind the scenes a lot longer than, than people are familiar with. Uh, finally getting to announce her and, and, and her involvement. She's done a tremendous job, and she has increased um, uh, a lot of um, – the, uh, basically, she's classed to join up. She's sort of come on board, and she's made sure that all the eyes are dotted and all the T's are crossed. And she's making sure that we're, we're we're moving forward in a very professional uh, a way. And that's really why I got her on board because she's, she's fantastic at what she does. She's got a lot of knowledge, and she's sort of been that missing ingredient. She hasn't really been missing, but again, she's uh, she hasn't been publicly announced until recently. But she's but she's that missing ingredient that I had. To, um, to make this thing uh, really work, and to, to get confidence in our investors and things of that nature. So it, it's going great right now. It's, uh, uh, we have one more role that I'm still trying to cast. Uh, there's a there's a, an eight year old uh, girl that I'm trying to cast. i uh, have had a lot of submissions for it, but I've been so tied up with other things I haven't had a chance to focus on that role. But once we cast that, we'll be fully cast. Uh, probably gonna get a couple more crew members on board. But but beyond that we're 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 stacked and we've got uh, and I'm I'm very happy with this this cast is fantastic. It's by far the best cast as far as the ensemble I've ever put together. Uh, I mean I love my
0: okay um so what are you what are you thinking about for equipment on the shoot have you and swigert come to a conclusion on what camera setup you're going to use
1: it may or may not change uh currently right now we're looking at um shooting with a Blackmagic 4k uh pocket 4k we're shooting with two of those uh with major lenses uh discussions early on uh, about shooting anamorphic, which is something I've talked to Bill about, you know, for uh, a number of years. And uh, we just decided that efficient, efficiency was not um, going to be achieved as well as it needs to be for the schedule and this, in, in this budget if we went that route. Um, but, you know, I'm obviously obsessed with going anamorphic, so eventually I'll give Bill to to go anamorphic with me, but uh, that's going to be our, our setup unless we change. We, we there is a discussion for a, a higher a higher grade camera, but you know, there's Blackmagic 4K is a fantastic camera. It's got a fantastic look. those major lenses are are great. So um, you know, I mean, what we have, what, what our plan is in place right now is is definitely fantastic. But uh, we may or may not be changing the camera setup a little bit before we get to actual uh, principal
0: photography. Okay. Uh, have you have you thought to uh, thought about um, post production work so far? Um, I don't know if if you have an editor picked out or what, what your setup on post production is at the moment. I have an editor who is
1: uh, basically we were we were, we're just we need to discuss negotiations. I know what editor I want, and uh, and she's a fantastic editor. I've seen her work, and uh, I definitely want want her involved. It's just a matter of. Um, Right now, I mean, we'll, we'll have to make it, that decision soon, too, but right now with all the pre-production that was going on and all this other stuff, I haven't had a chance to really focus on, on, on post-production, but uh, okay. I, I know who I want, and uh, I'm pretty certain we're, we're going to strike to deal with this person. It's just a matter of, you know, of actually coming to terms.
0: As soon as you said she, I think I know who you're talking about. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. Should I go ahead? I'm going to go ahead and throw the name out there. Is, is it May Manning? Yeah, so that, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She 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 was working on a, a project that I was on uh, a couple months back, back in March, and she was pretty cool. So.
1: Yeah, she's uh, she's very very cool. I was and uh, in, in I've looked at her where I haven't actually had um, I've never met her. I've just uh, sort of it's but it's I've seen her work and I'm very familiar with it. And uh, she's been recommended highly by a ton of people and uh it's so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to that but like i said it's more or less a, uh, a you know it's not an official deal yet so i don't want to say she's the editor but she's definitely who we're looking for
0: okay um uh, so this is more of my wheelhouse have you looked into a colorist yet
1: no we have not um we are definitely open to talking to people about color because we're definitely going to need we are shooting raw so we're definitely going to need we need we need, we need colorist we're not shooting raw but um, okay. obviously need one full a the law and this has got this has got a very specified look um and so we need someone i' I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a color palette director uh, i mm-hmm. focus a lot on the colors so I definitely want to post to pop and I want them to play certain certain sort of uh the roles in the the audience mentality when they're watching it so um yeah I'll, I'll, I'm definitely looking for a good color that's you know so anyone interested in that um you know hit me up i'll definitely be uh
0: a, I'm in the market for one Gotcha I mean I can go ahead And segue into that right now Because I started my career As a colorist That was That was like What got me into all this In the first place oh, Um wow. Yes. I didn't know that. So whenever I was in college, I had done some videography work uh, for my father's law firm before. I had done a couple of weddings before, but uh, one of the ways that I made some money in college was by doing color on people's short films and, you know, making a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there. And I taught myself Resolve, uh, joined a, a color grading forum, hooked up with a couple people like Walter Volpato from, um, I think he's at, uh, uh, he used to be Photo Kim, but I don't know where he's at now. I think he's e-film is where he's at at the moment. But anyway, talking with them and learning from them, I, I kind of just developed into like a, a little underground colorist for short films in college. Okay, well that's great. Uh, I can. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Well, we need to we need discuss. We need to
0: talk some turkey then. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll I can. I can send you my reel and and stuff. And I've, I've I own a pocket, so I'm used to dealing with Blackmagic RAW and and the pocket and its dynamic range. because um, it's somewhere between uh, eight and ten stops, depending on if you use extended gamma or not. So. Um, okay. But yeah, like, uh, sorry, sorry for like inserting myself into this. It was just, it, it's a thing I've always wanted to do is, is color feature, and I've yet to do that. I've only done short films, so. Okay, well,
1: maybe we can uh, we can make that opportunity happen. That, that would be great.
0: All right. Um, are there any other topics you'd like to cover before we wrap up?
1: No, uh, just uh, you know, uh, we will be launching a website for Survivor Girls um, soon. Uh, within the next probably two to three weeks, uh, we've got the Facebook page. We'll launch a Twitter page. I don't I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, so I, I'm going to have to get the media uh, person to sort of you know agree to do that as well. Uh, probably going to have a a um, uh, Instagram page and things of that nature. But yeah, we're we're, we're getting ready to, to launch a, different, a bunch of different things before we go into to, you know photography and. Uh, um, and pre production's in full force. So you just tell everybody to keep up with, you know, the Survivor Girls. Uh, go to the, the Facebook page and all the information, including when the website launches, all that will be there. Uh, we've got T-shirts for sale. All that money will go to paying casting crew. None of it goes in my back pocket, you know. this is And, and, and so, um, you know, we are in and, and one of the things I, I like to say about Survivor Girls, and I'm very cautious with it, but it's uh, – this is a film about female empowerment. Yes, I'm the writer and director, and I know I'm a guy, and so it's kind of weird to, to some people to think that a, a man speaking for women, but I'm not trying to speak for women. I'm trying to, uh, I'm basically um, casting observations, and so far it's resonated with every woman that's read it. So, uh, you know, I'm not trying to put myself in a woman's shoes. I'm trying to, uh, to tell a story uh, based on things that I've observed for the, for, you know, the duration of my lifetime. And um, but we were definitely keeping this. You know, we have an executive producer who's a strong female. We have a lot of the members of the, of the crew are strong females. Ninety, you know, ninety percent or eighty percent of this cast is, is, is female. Uh, we have a, a female stunt coordinator. Uh, so yeah, we, we're we're definitely trying to stick to that, that concept and that idea, not for pandering purposes, but simply to be honest
0: to the story and honest to what the, the, the idea is okay if it ever blows up like you know yeah this, this will always be something to fall back on for explaining your thought process so yeah yeah absolutely all right well I look forward to seeing more about Survivor Girls and I look forward to uh, this fall when we start filming thank you for being my guest
1: all right thanks man